Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Canucks, your Thursday edition. Thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. My name is Lachlan Irvin. I am a writer over at Canucks Army. And uh, if you listened in yesterday, uh, or if you, I guess if you didn't listen in yesterday, you're probably wondering uh, where Nick Bondi is today. Uh, and uh, that is because he, uh, yesterday was his last show. He moved on to a great new job. Uh, so uh, it is just me again for the time being. Um, I am sorry to disappoint. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have a very good show today. We're going to talk about the uh, Canucks, uh, preview of the Canucks and the Flyers today, and talk a little bit about Yaroslav Holak. Uh, as well, and uh, hit and the potential of him starting tonight's game. Um, one thing, uh, one thing I feel like we should touch on pretty or we should touch on very quickly here. I know this is a Canucks show. Uh, we don't usually discuss a lot of say, um, yeah, matters going on with other teams. Um, uh, but quickly wanted to just very, uh, uh, we don't have the time to get into uh, the entire uh, situation surrounding the Chicago Blackhawks over the last. Uh, over the last few days, um, which is, um, you know, and uh, that that recently came out. It's been a, a shock, to say the least, in terms of just the the scope of it all, uh, the investigation, the 102-page report uh, that came out from the uh, from the Jenner and Block, who had been in, investigating. Um, uh, and, uh, of course, uh, up to last night, uh, uh, Rick Westhead's uh, interview with uh, uh, Kyle Beach, who revealed himself as uh, Jane Doe, in the uh in the investigation and the the and the main and the main person uh who has been uh fighting against the blackhawks uh for justice and uh kyle beach is a true hero his uh his courage is his courage is far exu- far passes any of the people any of the cowardly people who did not who did not put his best interests at, at heart and who put championships and winning over human decency and I think that goes without saying. If you would like to go, uh, if you'd like to re- learn more about it, um, I highly recommend you go read any of the uh, writing by uh, by Rick Westhead and uh, at TSN by Katie Strang at the Athletic, uh, Mark Lazarus and Scott Powers as well at the Athletic Chicago. I highly recommend you go read all their writing. They've been uh, running a lot of. They've been running basically point on this story for the last, better part of this year. Uh, and we owe them a lot of gratitude for doing so, for doing so and, and constantly putting in the work and trying to get to the bottom of this as best they could. And uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah, Kyle, to Kyle, obviously, love and support to him. And um, and uh, if you want to listen in and learn more t- uh, from shows that are going to be dedicating themselves uh, to it on our network this uh, this week, I highly recommend going to Locked on NHL. They just did a whole episode about it themselves. And uh, Locked On Blackhawks, of course, is going to be doing a lot on it as well. So I highly encourage you to go uh, to go check those out today. And it's obviously a bit of a hard right turn back into uh, you know hockey. Hockey seems very secondary in times like this and in situations like this. But we do have a Canucks game to talk about today. The Canucks play the Flyers tonight. Uh, their second meeting, obviously, they won the first one a couple weeks ago, and um, it's going to be a bit of it's going to be a different goaltending matchup, a completely different goaltending matchup uh, from the looks of things. 
Uh, North Vancouver's very own Martin Jones uh, will be making the start instead of Carter Hart. Hart played last night against the Oilers in a game uh, that the Flyers won. So the Flyers are coming in on a back to, in a back-to-back situation. They're coming in having played against Edmonton last night, becoming the being the first team to beat the to beat the Oilers uh, this season. They end their uh, undefeated streak, and uh, this is going to be another game where the Canucks are. Uh, are going to are not so much up against it. They're going to be playing in a situation where the Flyers are coming in with some with a real with a big boost of confidence. They're they have since losing their their first game to the Canucks in the home opener in overtime. They've gone three and one, so they've looked pretty darn good over the last little stretch here. Uh, particularly guys like uh, Cam Atkinson, who has five goals uh, already this season, uh, is uh, pretty is a it's been a good start for him. Claude Giroux. Obviously, getting into the mix. Cam Atkinson. Sorry, I said five goals. I did not see the third period. Six goals. He is six goals in 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 five games. He is doing pretty. He is doing. He's had a very good start to his season. He's looking. He's looking quite good. Derek Broussard is looking. Is has five assists thus far. Uh, the Flyers are very much are very much clicking on all cylinders right now. They're firing on all cylinders right now. They're looking like a team that actually has the ability to compete in that metropolitan division. I personally had them out of the playoffs. Um but so far they're proving they're proving otherwise what their their full potential is with the the uh the changes that they made over the course of this of this offseason. Um the Canucks are coming in looking very different in a sense. Uh yes, they got their wins against the uh, Chicago and Seattle last week, but they're also coming in uh off their coming off their home opener where they played I would say nothing short of an incredibly lackluster performance against the Minnesota Wild they did not they did they clearly uh did not put up the effort that they that they should have um they lost three then they lost three to two because of it uh Bo Horvat obviously had a good game uh that uh the Alex Chase on had a power play goal um uh, but overall the team just didn't look like themselves and that leads into the fact that the Canucks are going to be icing a slightly different lineup today, um, particularly because uh, Jason Dickinson uh, once again will not play. Uh, once again, will not play. He's not on. He was not on the ice. Uh, Justin Bailey will play today. He will play. He is skating on a. Uh, he was, uh, according to Thomas Trance of the Athletic, he was skating on a line with uh, with Nils Hoaglander, and I believe uh, if I can get the if I can get this up if I can get the. Uh, the it up fast enough i believe the other one was um uh was it was it miller was it no i don't know if it's jt miller i i had the i had the lineups in front of me and i lost them oh sorry it's petterson it's elias petterson that's who that's who it's expected he's gonna that's uh who the rushes were this morning in morning skate today um so far that's a pretty that's an interesting group petterson playing with uh, like Justin Bailey, big, big chance for him, just which is interesting because, you know, Justin Bailey's not really a high profile scorer by any stretch. He's more expected to be your depth guy. So to see him playing in this kind of a situation where he's going to get an opportunity with Nils Hoaglander and Elias Patterson centering is wild. Um, but again, that comes back to the fact that the Canucks are when Jason Dickinson is injured. Uh, they look they're a little bit uh void of uh of depth of center depth uh specifically when it comes to the fact that jt miller is going to be centering a th- right now centering that third line with brock besser and facility P- that second line i guess with brock besser and facility put um 
It doesn't. Yeah, I guess I guess the line, the numbers don't really matter here. Uh, Pedersen, any line with Pedersen is your first line. Any line with Horvat, Garland, and Pearson, the one line that continues to remain untouched because they have been playing very, very well, uh, is your second. And then I guess I guess that means put Coles and Miller Besser as your third. It's kind of just a mixed bag at this point. Uh, the Canucks just need to get anything going in any sort of stretch. Obviously. The power play fine got off has gotten a little bit off the hump of late, but even still, they don't look as good as they could. Um, one of the things I want to see from the Canucks tonight uh, specifically comes with the power play. Yes, I get that Alex Chase on had a goal, uh, but that goal was largely due to literally Elias Pettersson slap passing it right to his stick and Chase on just being like just having to put his blade in front of it, and also the fact that. Brock Besser was not on power play one in, in as part of that. Uh, Chase on took Besser's spot on PP1. And frankly, there is no point in doing that. There is no way that helps your team. The Canucks need to play Brock Besser on power play one. If they want to have success, if they want to play at this kind of a level, they need to, they need, they need to have Brock Besser playing on the same group as Elias Pettersson. And it is not and it and it's and it's uh yeah it's inexcusable that he's not playing with that group i get that you want to spread the wealth on your power play units but overall the only way you're going to get the best results out of that first power play unit which is the one you need to be hitting the mark on a routine basis far a little frankly more than than the one than the than the second is involves not playing chase taking chase on putting him on the second if you feel he has value on that power play put him on the second and then play Brock Besser on your first, because you're not going to have nearly as much success the other way around. And we're going to get into Yaroslav Halak starting tonight's game and why that is important for the Canucks, uh, and why it's uh, oak, it's it's oak, it, why I tell people to settle down, to chill a little bit when it comes to how many games Yaroslav Halak starts this season, um, as well as a little bit into the injury bug and what the Canucks are going to be doing to kind of uh, mitigate that in the defense as well. Uh, but first, we got to talk about BetOnline.ag, where BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head on over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code, just use our promo code, Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Moving on over to talking about Yaroslav Halak now. Um, obviously, the big thing that keeps coming up every time Yaroslav Halak seems slated to start a game is the performance bonus clause. Essentially, it is, essentially it is written into Yaroslav Halak's contract that if he starts 10 games or more this season or plays in 10 games or more this season, sorry, he uh it triggers a performance bonus in his contract where he earns an extra 1.25 million dollars. 1.25 million dollars this season, which could potentially put the Canucks over the cap. The problem, the problem is what well, is, is twofold here. It's a double-edged sword in a sense. I'm seeing a lot of people, I'm seeing, well, I'm, I shouldn't say a lot. I'm seeing a few people really harp on the Canucks for playing Yaroslav Halak, specifically in regards to that performance bonus. And I get where that, where that 
is coming from. I get the fact that you want that the Canucks put themselves in a situation where their cap, where their salary cap is, is in a way hinges on, on players not playing up to those performance level bonuses and not being, uh, and not being capable of hitting them to a sense um, and how it could completely mess things up for the team going forward. If, uh, Yarovlak hits that num hits that 10 game total. The problem is that you need Yaroslav Halak to play, in my opinion, you need him to play more than 10 games. Bar none. You can, you know, we can give the Canucks uh like uh crap for uh giving him that performance bonus uh if you want to, by all means, but he does need to play these games. I am if if we're getting into a point in the season where the Canucks were, say, let's say Yaroslav Halak through the first 41 games had played nine, had played nine games already. You can't sit here and tell me that, okay, Yaroslav, okay, uh, Halak, you're done for the year. Demko's going to play the next 41. You, and you need, you need to give Thatcher Demko as many opportunities to rest and as many opportunities to not have to play uh, and a crazy number of games, if you believe that you are a playoff team, which the Canucks seem to believe they are, that means playing Yaroslav Halak as often as possible. And I've said before, I think that number is close to around the 25 to 30 mark. I think that possibly even higher. I think that you need to give your goaltender, your starting goaltender, as many opportunities to rest up and and. Uh, not overcook him before the actual the regular season start ends and the real games begin in the playoffs. If, again, if that is your mentality of how you're going to play things, you can really wreck a goaltender, uh, a goaltender's pro- progression uh, by play by overplaying them. As much as we go as we goalies want to play every single game, it isn't good for us to do it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell the Canucks that they shouldn't start Yaroslav Halak in game simply because it's going to trigger a performance bonus if he plays too many. I think Yaroslav Halak is undoubtedly going to play more than that 10. I think he's probably going to hit again. I think it's barring any health issues. I think he'll play probably close to that at least 20. He'll probably play at least 20 this year. And that's the right call. The only thing that could maybe throw change my tune on this is again if it potentially came down to a situation where the Canucks were able to move Halak to a to a different playoff bound team uh, and bring Mikey DiPietro up to back up uh, uh, Thatcher Demko near the trade deadline. That's the only way I see this playing out where you could potentially avoid triggering that performance bonus. But again, that is hinging on probably you playing Thatcher Demko too many games. And play and play and overplaying him in the early half of the year. I think your your backup goaltender needs to be capable of taking on at least 20% of your games over the course of the year at this point, if not more. And right now, if the Canucks keep going at this kind of pace, if they expect to play Thatcher Demko in as many big games as possible, that's going to be required. It's going to be required that Halak gets in as frequently as possible. Right now, he's already on slate to start two this month to start at least two by the end of this month, he'll probably start another three by ne- by the end of next month. And that'll put you at five before December. So the question becomes, are you going to uh, bench Halak for the sake of not paying him the performance bonus? Or are you going to do right by your starting goaltender and give Halak as many opportunities to play in an order to keep your, your number one goaltender in Thatcher Demko rested and healthy and ready to go at his best possible in his best possible place. 
we're going to talk a little bit more about injury stuff and uh, how the Canucks lineup is affected going into tonight's game against Philadelphia in a second. Uh, but first, a little word from our sponsor, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto, and they're a family business doing serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could possibly need for your vehicle, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, to even new carpet. Go Just go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, but right in, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and finally today we talk we finish a little bit talking about uh the injury issues we already kind of meant touched on jason dickinson's situation the last thing we're going to mention of course is a little bit about tucker pullman uh tucker pullman uh left the last game uh, against the Wild midway through uh, with an injury. Uh, he did, however, return to practice today, uh, skating uh, back with Quinn Hughes on a, on a pairing. Um, whether, Regardless of how you feel about Tucker Pullman's uh, defensive capabilities, and I certainly have my opinions on that, um, you're, you're at least happy the Canucks are able to avoid another uh, an injury situation, especially right now. Um, as it's been made clear in the last couple of days, Travis Hamannick has returned to the Canucks organization. He is currently uh, skating in Abbotsford. He is uh, slated to at least play a game or two, I think, before he joins the Canucks. And right now, that and that means that you need the Canucks to stay healthy on their on that right side as much as possible until he's able to arrive. Because uh, had Pullman gone down, there are two things that could have possibly happened. One is you end up with a right side of Myers, Shen, and Hunt a little bit. A, a group definitely over, a definitely in above their above their heads. Or possibly the worst option is Hamannick bringing up Hamannick too early when he hasn't played or practiced or gotten in enough time to get back to NHL 4. Um Either way, it's a bad scenario. So the fact that Pullman is going to be able to play today is very, very good. It, it it keeps the Canucks uh, at least as healthy as they possibly can going into uh, this game against Philadelphia and for the short term. You hope that at least Pullman is not playing through a major injury and that they're not like trying to keep him in the lineup on, uh, on fumes a little bit. Um, hopefully this is a case of, nope, it was just a stinger that happened to hurt that happened to take him out of yesterday, but he, or the, the last game, but he's back and ready to go to today against Philly. I think the Canucks are going to be playing in a uh, in a in a situation where they're going to get uh, they're going to get their opportunity they're going to get their opportunities tonight. Uh, the 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 offense will at least. I think the the defense needs to be able to keep up with them, especially against a Flyers group that seems to be playing their best offensive hockey they have in quite a while. Um, you need you need guys like OEL and uh, Tyler Myers to be able to step up. You need people to be able to take the workload off of Quinn Hughes, who is again who is still playing close to thirty minutes per game because of how weak the Canucks are defensively at this point. Um, it'll be interesting to see 
uh, which pairing ends up, which a third pairing ends up in the game, in this game, because uh, if you've been watching of, of late, uh, you'll know that usually, uh, usually uh, Jack Rathbone and, and uh, Kyle Burroughs have been uh, paired together for in most games. Um, interestingly enough, according to Thomas Jones of the athletic in the morning skate today, uh, Kyle Burroughs was skating with Luke Shen and Rathbone was skating with Brad Hunt. So that would likely mean that one of those two is not playing tonight. I would imagine, I would hazard a guess to say that that guy right now is probably more likely going to be Burroughs than Rathbone. Uh, you'll, so I would imagine that Rathbone and Hunt are, you're probably the duo going to, uh, going into tonight's game, but we shall see. I think, uh, overall, I think that, uh, Rathbone has played the more complete game. Kyle Burroughs has definitely made himself a, an early fan favorite for what he's capable of. For what his capability has been, uh, as Wyatt Art put it, uh, the Milford man, I believe, is what they're calling him, because uh, he, because his best, his best nights are when you don't notice him as much, and yeah, I think that in, and I think that right, but I think that right now Rathbone is your best opportunity to not only uh, help and put the puck in the net, I also want to see him keep growing and growing into his role, and I think that involves playing him in his in regular games and playing him in tough situations and trusting him to be able to keep up there. Brad Hunt is an interesting case. Of course, he last played against the Buffalo Sabres where he had a notoriously very bad game uh, to the point where a lot of people were like, I'm done with Brad Hunt. I don't need to see him again. Um, I think Hunt is better than that game was, uh, than than his game that night uh, showed. I think he is an okay third pairing option. I think he just was in a situation where it kind of, it didn't work out because it was him and Luke Shen playing it playing on the same pairing, two guys who had not played a full a game yet that this season, a regular season game. Uh, I think it was one of those cases where they were kind of, I don't want to say set up to fail because that is a little more sinister than it, than I think it was, but just in a case of they were not in a place where it was really going to go well for them. I think in this case, you've got Rathbone who's played in every single game so far this year uh, with Hunt uh, or at least, or uh, close to every single game this year, uh, at least uh, with Hunt. I think you're setting your. I think that defense, that third pairing, looks a lot better. I think they look a lot stronger going into going into the game again into tonight's game. And with that, I think that just about does it for today's episode of Locked On Canucks. I think the. I think I will say. I think. Uh, I guess if we want to do some predictions here, I think the Canucks are going to bounce back. I think we're going to see specifically. I think. I think Elias Pettersson's going to have a big game. I'm feeling it. I'm really feeling tonight's the night. Tonight's the night, and I'm not just saying that because I may or may not be attending this game um, uh, thanks to a, a, a free ticket from a friend, but I think Elias Pettersson is going to break out here. I really do feel that it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of the confidence hitting him once and him getting back into the type of player that he is. I think playing with Hoaglander is going to do wonders for that as well. I think Hoaglander and Pedersen are a potential match made in heaven there in terms of what what each of their skills bring to the table. Uh, I'll be interested to see how long Justin Bailey lasts on uh, on that right side uh, and if potentially if things get cooking a little bit, if maybe you see a Pud Colson move there or maybe Besser. We shall see. But I do think that I think I'm I'm putting a, I'm putting the 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 harsh. I'm putting the the hot take out there. This is the night. I'm putting the prediction out. This is Pedersen's night. He's going to have a big game. He's going to show up, and he's going to be one of the third, the three stars of the night. This is his game. There we go. And that's going to cu cut it for this episode of Locked on Canucks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to uh, check us out on YouTube and subscribe. You can watch the full 
video versions of these episodes. And uh, for your and thank you for making this uh, us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Uh, host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert to your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. As I mentioned at the top, my name is Lachlan Irvin. You can follow me on Twitter at Lock in the Crease, and you can check out my writing work over at CanucksArmy.com uh, throughout the course of this season. Uh, until tomorrow, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.